Jesus is working the works of the Father who sent him in man. Jesus is still working those works that the Father sent him to do through the Holy Spirit in man today. The work has not stopped. The work continues. Okay? While it is day, the night cometh, when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now we are the light of the world now. He says, I'm going to the Father. Now I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you dominion and authority over this earth. And you're going to do greater things than I did. Isn't that what he said? Okay, so good. We're, we're on the right track. Good. And when he had spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of, of his spit and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Shalom, which interprets being sent. And went this way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Now, let me just share with you something quickly. In the Old Testament law, it was a curse if you spat at someone or spat on someone. They still do it today in the Muslim world. So, yes, Jesus, right, under the law still, and he does this horrendous thing, spits on the ground, mixes it with the dust, and rubs it on the man's ass. Can you imagine what the Sanhedrin, can you imagine what the teachers and the elect thought about that? They must have been tearing their hair out. Because he did something you shouldn't be doing. Why? Because he saw something different. He wasn't looking through the law. He was looking through the possibility of something greater that he was accomplishing. And is doing it there in front of man as a demonstration, as a metaphor of the kingdom. So let, let me just break it down. Because some of you look like you don't understand what I'm saying. What's in your spit? DNA. Right? That's why if you get in trouble with the cops, they come by and they swab you. <laughs> they want your DNA. They want to put it in a big uh, database called APHIS or something like that. So in case they find you spit in any crime scene, they can come arrest you, right? That's what they do. So Jesus was the Son of God. And still is. So whose DNA did he have? God. Who created man? Right. What did he create him from? That's the earth. So Jesus mixed his DNA with man's substrate, with man's DNA. And then what he did is he rubbed it on the man's eyes. And the man was blind from birth, right? I don't think he healed him. I think he recreated new eyes in him. And listen... There was something that the man had to do. The man had to go to the pool of Siloam and wash himself. And when he came out, he could see. This is a metaphor of the kingdom. We have in us today the Spirit of God, which is the DNA of the Holy Spirit. It's the breath of God. It's in us. We have in us the substrate that Adam was made from, flesh. Right? And when we come to Christ, what do we have to do? We have to repent, receive Him, and be baptized. So when you come out the water baptism, all things are passed away. Your dead man is dead. You're a new creation in Christ. And so basically you have new eyeballs. You should be able to see new things. I don't know about you. I think it's good. So... When you go through your journey of life and things don't look like they are right, maybe you should change the way you see. 
to see exactly what's behind the scene. See, when Jesus spoke to the Sadducees and Pharisees, He spoke to them about things they weren't seeing. Well, is it okay for a man to uh, work on the Sabbath? What was His answer to them? Continually, He answered the situation behind the scene because He saw behind the scenes. We as Christians need to begin to look behind the scenes. Why? Because the world is telling us one thing. The media is telling us one thing. I sat the other night looking at TV just for fun to make a note of how many times I had to go to my doctor and tell him what I needed. Within a space of seven minutes, there was 11 adverts of heart medication, of different kinds of drugs for pulmonary conditions, different kinds of drugs for kidney problems, different kinds of drugs for your bladder problems. I sat there and thought to myself, no wonder why we're sick. Everything that the world's communicating to us is, you need to go and ask your doctor if you need this. I don't know how many times I've seen a Viagra advert. It's like, really? I'm not being funny with you, people. That is what's coming at us. And we need to start looking beyond that and start shutting that stuff, start looking beyond that and start looking at why you were created. What it is that you carry in the DNA of God inside of you. Because when God breathed in the, the nostrils of Adam, it was the breath, the pneuma of God that raised him up and made him a man. He was just a piece of dust before them. That same breath today is in you. It's called the Ruach HaKadosh, the breath of God. You have the breath of God, you have the DNA of God, you have the eyesight of God. The Bible says, seeing they cannot see. It even speaks about there, it says to you that, you know, why are you trying to take the 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 um, what they call it again the thing out of a guy's eye when you got a beam in your own eye plank over your eye so there's a lot of involvement with visual perspective it's very easy to judge someone else from the outward perspective because you think they're doing something wrong but you can't because you've never walked in their shoes the key is to the Bible says judge yourself lest you be judged with the same measure. We've become such a critical, judgmental culture. Are you a venom and violent vitriol every single day of my life? And you know what I choose to do? I choose to ignore it. Why? Because I don't want to be caught in that mess. I want to see behind the scenes. I want to see that in the midst of our culture in crisis, I want to see what God has to say about it. I want to see what His thoughts are. Because He has thoughts. He says, uh, my, sheep see, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I want to follow what God's thoughts about me are. I am the closest thing to God on this earth. And I'm not being rude by saying that. And so are you. You're created in His likeness and image. You have His spirit inside of you. You have His breath in you. You have his DNA in you. You're no longer bone of your mother's bone or flesh of your mother's flesh, but you're bone of Christ, bone and flesh of his flesh. So when you walk into a place, it is like the church of Jesus Christ has just walked into somewhere. But you've been trained from the church that you're a poor sinner and you're never going to graduate to be something. I have fivefold ministry for somebody that says that to me. 
because it's by grace that I'm here. And it's to reveal God's glory, no matter what the battle is. And listen, I've gone through battles, man. I've gone through some serious battles in my life. But I'm seeing something bigger than the battle. I'm seeing the captain of the host of the army of God who stands with me and preserves me and guides me and directs my path and actually blinds my enemy. I love that. I love that. I have enemies. I don't know how I create them. They just happen to happen. (laughs) You know, by speaking to people, they get upset with you, especially the way I speak to them. I'm very direct and very straight, you know, matter of fact. So I get some enemies because they get offended, so they, they see me as the enemy. So I just say, okay, I forgive them, Lord, because they don't know what they're doing. How can I do that? Because the bottom lines I've seen behind the script. I'm seeing what God's doing. And that's what I want to see for you today. And I want you to begin to see yourself as just more than a person sitting in a chair, hoping to gain something from God. I want you to see yourself as somebody that's been brought into the kingdom by God to reveal His glory because that's what you carry. Hey, I was at a church one day and the brother grabbed and said, Oh, hallelujah, the Shekinah is on the walls. <laughs> and I was going to walk up and I was going to minister to him because I felt like slapping him. Because the truth is the Shekinah of God is never going to reveal itself in the walls. It's going to reveal itself in you and me. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That was probably cockroaches behind that wallpaper. Can you see how how people misrepresent God? The Shekinah is only going to reveal itself in us who's been bought and paid for by His blood. We are bone of His bone. We are part of Him. So I pray in Jesus' name today that you would begin to see yourself like He sees you. Yes, I know you see yourself as perfect. And then mankind fell. And even though we fell, God still sees us as perfect. The devil would like to probably go and accuse us to God, but God sees us through the blood of Christ, redeemed. You need to see yourself as redeemed. I don't care what you're battling with. I'm not interested. It's not important. It means nothing. If you have the Spirit of God in you, that is all you need. Because He can lead you and guide you into all truth at any moment. And if there's any one of you wondering why I'm not getting a prophetic word, you are right now. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I cannot wait for the day when I step into the heavenly realm to see the manifold works of God revealed. Right now they're hidden, but we can reveal them. This whole thing that developed here, this whole Freedom Fellowship, all started with a prophetic dream and a prophetic word. What you're sitting in and what you are, you're part of the word that manifests itself here. Something that God saw in his mind thousands of years ago that has now come to pass and you're part of it. You need to understand that you're a prophetic generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation unto God. And if you start declaring some things in line with God's will, you're going to start seeing things change. Don't get in line with political uh, people, what they're saying. They talk a lot of rubbish. I worked with them for 12 years. How do you know when a politician is lying? When his mouth is moving. You need to understand, God has a destiny for us. 
and he has a destiny on this nation. And the politicians, they wouldn't know it if it hit them in the head with a two by four. Because they are so subverted by, by greed. We are the saints of the Most High, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't see this country going through destruction. I see God going to reveal things by His glory through this nation to His church, through His church to the broken and the wounded and the lost out there. And I see God using you as the ambassadors and the vehicles that He sends to the wounded. I know we're all still under construction. We are walking construction sites. I understand. But that doesn't stop the Holy Spirit from using you to do His will. I was, I was badly damaged. And the Spirit of the Prophetic came on me and I would prophesy to people and they'd say, who's that prophesying? Ron, how come he's prophesying? He's such a crazy man. He's so violent. Why is he prophesying to people? Because I just believe God. I didn't look at my condition. Don't look at your condition. You're in process. Does that make sense to you? All right, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, today for the process of God that you have brought about in this, in this group of saints. Thank you today, Father, that every single concept of doubt and unbelief and even the circumstance that they stand in and they look at and they think, God, how is it possible that we are still in this circumstance? Lord, I know that you're going to reveal your glory to them, through them, and in them. I release that on you in Jesus' name. You know, I wanted to share something with you quickly. While you were worshiping this morning, I was watching you. And I love the fact that you're so demonstrative and you're so out there. And probably people look at you and think, I wish you'd sit down. But I want to tell you, I was very happy that you did that. Because I know why you're doing it. Because you've had a catharsis. You'd have a revelation from God about worship. And I, I just sense you need to get more involved in worship. You know, what, what's, what's in this for you? God is redeeming and restoring the future and the heritage of your family. And He's doing it through you because you know why? Because you've been a demonstration. You even prepared to make a fool of yourself in front of people for His kingdom. And that's why God's going to pour out a blessing upon you, upon your husband. Is this okay for you? And upon your son and upon your daughter. The heritage of God on your daughter and your son is secure. Because you know why? Because you've done time before God for them. Because I want to tell you, I love it when you stand up and worship. I'm not going to be funny. Didn't, wasn't it? I mean, if you watched it, wasn't it beautiful? I loved it. You know, the Israelites had people go before the army that worshiped God, what they called a tahila, where they would actually dance and their clothes would come off. Now today, that's, of course, not appropriate. But the bottom one, don't let your clothes come off. But what I'm saying is, the presence of God was so stimulated by the way these people worshipped that God went ahead and conquered the enemy before they even got into the battlefield. So I want to tell you, God is conquering the enemies of your soul and of your family. And I tell you, as you worship like that continually, I pray that other people will do the same. They will learn from you. Okay, I want to tell you that. You need to hear that. You need to hear that. Okay. Amen. Is that okay? I can feel the presence of God here. Cal, you're doing great. Thank you, man. This young lady in the pink over here. Yes, you. It's not a, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to stand for me for a second. Now, I know that where you are and what you're going through is for you a tragedy. 
But for God, it's, it's not. For God, this is just a bump in the road. And why is this? Because God loves you and He wants you to know that He's taken you through a process of cleansing and healing because He wants to bring you to what He's created you to be. And you have a real creative anointing on you. And things have pulled you off track and things have taken you aside and you've got yourself into a situation but God is getting ready to redeem you. What's your name? Whitney, give me a hand. Let's just agree for Whitney together. And for all these ladies here, let's just agree together. I just break the power of shame, guilt, condemnation. Lord, Whitney was created by you. And Father, I know that you put her in place in circumstances, Lord, that was so overwhelming for her that she didn't know what to do. Today, Father, she finds herself alone in her battle and journey. But I know that's not true because you are with her. So pour in your spirit to her today. And Father, give her faith to know that the circumstances are getting ready to change. This too shall pass, says the Lord. So I just release healing on Whitney. And Lord, everything that's been stolen and taken from her and robbed from her, Lord, you will recover to her in due season. I pray for the anointing on her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Did I embarrass you? Yes, a little bit. It's good to be embarrassed. And a good, that's a good way to be embarrassed. You know, when God hangs your laundry out in front of people. It's happened to me many times. <laughs> but it's okay. It's beautiful. You know why? He doesn't do it to hurt you. He does it because He loves you. And what the enemy's, where the enemy's foothold in our lives is, is in the hidden things. And when, when there's things hidden, that's where His workshop is. But when things are revealed, you're free. You're totally free. You're totally free. So I just release the anointing on you right now to receive from God the possibility of the fact that the things you're going through could be for Him to reveal His glory in you. And for those family members around that are looking at you and scratching their head and wondering what the heck, it's for them as well. Because God wants to use you as a demonstration to them of His goodness and His kindness and His mercy. That's how much God loves he just doesn't love you, but He loves peripherally, right around, everybody involved with you. You know? I, got a, I was telling him this weekend, I had a dream. Can I share this quickly? I had a dream the other night about a doctor friend of mine. And um, in the dream, he was in the marketplace in Jerusalem. And uh, I was in the marketplace in Jerusalem in my dream. And I walked up to him and, hey, what are you doing here? And we were talking and he grabbed me by the arm and he pulled me aside. And he said to me, I really need to pray, you to pray for my son, Adam. And this was in the dream. And so I said, okay. And then I woke up. And it was such a, a real dream. It, I, I could actually smell the smells of the marketplace. I took myself and I called him. And I said, man, listen, I'm sorry to bother you. He said, well, don't worry. He said, I'm out the country at the moment. I said, well, where are you? He said, I'm in the marketplace in Jerusalem. I said, oh. He said, you know, my wife and I were this morning talking to God. Because they, they sort of like, instead of praying, they talk to God which is a good thing to do, is to talk to God. And we were talking to God about my son, Adam. And uh, we calculated the time that while they were talking to God, I was having the dream. And so I shared with him that God's going to do something with his son. Well, the next day, his son took an overdose of medication and was rushed to hospital and uh, almost died. So he called me and said, I've spoken to the hospital. You're the only one that can see him. I want you to go and see him and pray for him. So I did. 
I got a text from them this morning, and they're flying back from Israel right now. They got a text from them this morning. Said, Adam has had an encounter with God in such a deep place that it's totally changed his heart and his life. Can you see what I'm saying? What looked like a devastating, destructive situation, God was already on top of the game, ahead of the game, preparing the way for this boy to have a total catharsis and an encounter with God. If He can do that for Adam, He can do that for you and me. Because He's a loving and kind and good, good God. He's good. Now, I know there's some of you there that want to hear prophetic words. I understand that. But to me, the word itself today was prophetic. Grab hold of that concept. Go and talk to God. God, I would like to see the things that I'm going through. And I would like to see the glory that will be revealed to me, through me, in me. Due to my circumstances I'm going through, I'm asking you to show me where you are in my life. You know, it's sometimes hard to deal with trauma. It's the hardest thing to deal with. What trauma actually does to you, it creates real physical problems and mental problems within your body. And it creates really a, a dissociation from God. Because the first thing we do is say, God, where were you when I went through that? I went back to South Africa two years ago, and there was an incident that we were involved in the military that almost cost me my life, almost cost my team our lives. And we were doing a, a training exercise at sea and we were hit by 30 to 40 foot waves and we were in a small uh, craft and it tipped the craft over and we all had our equipment on us and we all went down and I don't remember how it happened but while I was standing within eye shot of where this happened when I was there I asked the Lord God where were you when that happened to me because I know it was a freezing cold night it was bad storm high waves and our boat just let us down and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I was in the fishing boat that came by and picked you up. And the funny thing is, how does a fishing boat go out in 30 to 40 foot waves? They don't. And I just stood there and I, I just wept. I couldn't believe that there was a fishing boat that was out there. And you know, the funny thing is, they took us back to the shore, but we never saw them again. I don't think it was a fishing boat. I think it was angels. I don't know. It was weird. So going back and recounting and looking at these things where God's glory has been revealed, what it does to you changes your metabolism. It changes everything about you. So Father, I just release the anointing of the Holy Spirit on every single saint. Pray the power of your presence just to touch him. Lord, with this disappointment and disillusionment today, I thank you today, Father, that you will embrace and put your arms around them. You know every heart. You know every soul. You know every cell of every single body. You know every single hair on the head of every single person. And I'm asking you today, Lord, to do what you do. Reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ron. You ever receive that word this morning? Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity to give and uh, so uh, to Ron, to their ministry. So if you want to write a check, you can make it to Freedom Fellowship in the memo, put Ron, and we will get that to him if you want to give in any other ways. We have envelopes in the back. We're going to just, we're going to take 
this time to if you would just stand we're going to pray to receive an offering then we're going to I really believe that we need to have a ministry time this morning so I'll ask our ministry team to be ready we're, we're way ahead of time so we don't want to waste a minute that God gives us okay so Father we thank you for Ron and for Mel for Sound the Trumpet Ministries thank you for the word that you've spoken through your servant today Lord help us to be obedient to give as you direct us by your spirit Father I thank you so much that we have the DNA of God I thank you so much that you speak to us still that you commune with us Father as we continue to stay in your presence even this in this attitude of giving and receiving Lord that we would be obedient to you in Jesus name so uh you would come and give as Kale continues to play, and we'll have our ministry team come in a minute, and we'll pray for you. As far as the invitation this morning, I just want to uh, let you know, we if you need prayer for anything, we invite you to come for prayer this morning. If you need prayer for healing, we want to pray for you to be healed. We believe that God is still the healer. Y'all believe God still heals? Amen. Okay. We have the ministry ministry team go ahead and come up Anybody need prayer for anything this morning? Step out and come. <laughs> 